Consent is not sexy, it is mandatory. Cattle Call Podcast, got a great new guest, got expert Liz on today. <laughs> Liz, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am doing well. I just uh, just came on a nice long drive to come have you on a podcast. Well, I am honored to be here. So yeah. So Liz, what are we going to be talking about today? We're talking about sex. <laughs> talking about sex, dude, right to the point. Uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. So this is going to be a, a pretty big topic, mm-hmm. something that you're passionate about, you can mm-hmm. talk about. Um so yeah, we, let's let's share about why you're passionate about sex and then why you're on today to talk about it. So initially, um, I heard some friends who are friends of yours and have been on your podcast discussing that you wanted to have someone who, you wanted to have a sex-centered podcast episode, and I was like, ooh, pick me, pick me. <laughs> um, it's just a, a subject that I... Um, feel passionately about. I do want to disclaim that I am in no way an expert on the matter, Um, but I do like to do my fair share of research and reading and educating myself about it. Um, So that's the perspective that I'm coming from. Um, I would say it's, it's an interesting juxtaposition growing up, born and raised in Memphis in the South, um, Mm -hmm. and living in a somewhat uh, Christian household, but not by any means a conservative one, not going to church or anything but still thinking that sex was something that was supposed to be saved for marriage um and uh growing up um some of those thoughts and ideas were challenged as I got into college and um beyond and um it's just I I don't know like it's just something that I think is interesting to talk about it's so taboo and I'm I like talking about uncomfortable things um, and I think that it's something that more people should be educated about. So, well, hopefully that will happen today. I hope so, so. Again, thank you for coming on. Uh, is there a moment you can look back at that kind of kickstarted your interest or your passion into sexuality? Um, let me think. Um, I would just say just being a teenage girl mm-hmm. and living with those, I guess, societal pressures of what it means to be a girl and what it means to have sex or be interested in sex. Um, and it just kind of sparked, I guess, beliefs in me. It's like... You're taught, women and girls are taught Mm -hmm. to be pure um, and to remain virgins, but at the same time, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little flustered. No, you're fine, you're fine. (laughs) Uh, At the same time, um, there is this pressure also to have sex. Um, And then when you do have sex, it's turned around and you're thought to be less of a person. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So I don't know if there's really specifically a moment in time where I can think back. I think it's just a culmination of just being 
a woman a woman living in this or a girl living in the south and mm-hmm. all these ideals about sex mm-hmm. so it was more of like a gradual mm-hmm. at, at what age do you think you were when you realized okay there's this double standard you just mentioned mm-hmm. and, and this is a, a topic that's not talked about mm-hmm. that women are struggling with and it needs to be talked about was that a high school thing or later on or what i would definitely say high school like when i when you're 14 15 16 and you start I feel like there is a double standard between um, women and men where women are um, looked down upon for having sex, but Mm -hmm. then men are praised for it, um, for having those sexual conquests. And um, that's just something that's not fair. (laughs) And so I think it's just a culmination of thinking, like having friends who started um, having sexual experiences at a young age and and questioning my own beliefs like is should they have waited for marriage like is this a good thing or is this not a good thing um and i just started i think questioning myself and my own beliefs about um what it means to have sex mm-hmm. yeah. okay so how would you define just sex is it just like the one act or is it like the whole topic or I I, mean, when you think sex, what do you think? I think that's a great question because I think, <laughs> I think that uh, sex is, um, I think it's objective, but, um, I think largely people define it as penetration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's severely limiting, um, people out there who do not engage in penetration, but still consider themselves to have sex so i do think that it is um different to everybody but um and that's another issue when it comes to sex and i and and um i would find that people who would grow up with this idea that you have to remain a virgin would do everything but penetrative sex right and you have to ask yourself like are you still being intimate with someone are you still um engaging in an activity that brings you both pleasure um i I think that comes down to a moral issue you have to ask yourself if that like where you draw the line there Mm -hmm. but i think it can be a little bit hypocritical and i've had those instances of people who are hypocritical when they judge me for having sex but they're like i'm gonna do everything but like mm-hmm. penetrative sex but and it's okay god thinks that that's okay but what you're doing is not okay um and i just don't subscribe to that double mm-hmm. standard either yeah okay so one thing you just brought up a second ago with the idea of virginity do you think that's more of a pressure to uh, women than it is men like the concept of it i think that it is a pressure to both mm-hmm. um i can only speak on my experience as a woman, but I think that there is a pressure for men, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, before a man or a boy to feel like he has to um, prove his masculinity mm-hmm. um, and prove his self-worth by doing the deed or engaging in sex. Um, and um, But for women, um, we're taught that we should remain clean and pure um, and I think that that just really objects, objectifies us um, because I, I do think that virginity is a social construct that was created by patriarchal societies um, 
to control women and to control who we are and we're valued more why are women valued more for being sexually pure i'm putting that in quotations Mm -hmm. than when we're not um you know you go back to um uh in history like if a woman they don't want to marry someone who's had sex Mm -hmm. um it's it's frowned upon um and it's just not cool Mm -hmm. man so so how long do you think it's been this social construct is it just limited to america or does it go way back before america was even around um i think you know i'm not a history expert by any means but i do think that and that that's also hard is like i can't speak to the culture of sex around other nations or other Mm -hmm. cultures and back in the history of time but um it's i think it's largely religious um and it's largely um yeah i would say that it's historically was something created to control women Mm -hmm. so so why do you think that virginity uh and like the pursuit of a woman remaining pure how does that how do you think that objectifies women because I think that it makes her seem like she is more than or less than for something that she did than just seeing her as a person. I think it turns that person into an object. Like when you're looking at a woman and, oh, she's had sex, so she's she's not clean mm-hmm. or um, not as valuable to me, mm-hmm. then you're not seeing her as a person. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like less value or more value mm-hmm. depending on where you are. Yeah. Um, okay. What's the most common misconception you think there is to let's just say sex today, right now, twenty twenty one in America? What what's just the biggest misconception you've seen or you've experienced? Um. I'm trying. I wrote stuff down, so I'm gonna grab. Oh yeah, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Because sometimes I get flustered. I know. I know. It's easier for me to sit here and throw questions at you. Oh, and not have answer. I have like four pages written down. (laughs) All right, let's roll. Hold on. Oh, one misconception I do feel passionately about. Um, Consent is something I feel passionately about, and that. Uh, there's a misconception that um, it's up for debate. Um, and I just want to put it out there that um, consent can be taken away at any time. Um, if you start out by saying yes to something, that can be taken away at any time. Um, now that is a very touchy subject, but I felt it important mm-hmm. to discuss. Um and then what else did I put? That's kind of like, I guess, what do you mean by misconception? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know. I guess um, there's, there, like you talked about, there's different standards and there's mm-hmm. different views, right. especially in America, of sexuality. So I'm just thinking from like your experience, just what's a misconception that you've seen, um, whether it be like from your upbringing and then you came older, like, oh, no, no, that was that was wrong. Or... No, it's different than what people believe, mm-hmm. you know, because I know there's, there's two sides to every issue, you know, and then for some things there's three sides because like there's your side, there's my side, there's the truth. Um, and, and nowadays 
it's also like sexuality is just one of these topics and these terms that's just kind of like thrown around but never mm-hmm. really defined. Mm-hmm. So it's also kind of like okay, if we can define it, then we can figure out like what's a misconception of it. Does that make sense yeah. at all? I think um, I think one misconception would be um, that I think there's a misconception around how women feel about sex in general and um, whether. At the end of the day, I think women think about sex just as much as men do. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a conception that women don't think about it or don't want to talk about it or don't want to pursue it as mm-hmm. much. And that's just not true. I think that we've been conditioned to think that we need to feel that way. But at the end of the day, like we think about sex just as much as guys do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big misconception that people don't want to face or don't want to talk about. Um, and you want when you look at media, like you want women to be considered um, objects of sexual desire, but at the same time, you want them to remain pure. And it's like you mm-hmm. can't have it yeah. both ways. Um, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's very good. Okay, what else do you have about the consent? I like to talk about that. Um, I mean, I, that's all I wrote, but okay. I, I mean, what else do you want to talk about consent wise? Okay, and now do you mean when you're talking consent? Mm-hmm. I know I kind of threw that out yeah. there randomly, no, that's good. so you might have to do some editing. Yeah, no, that, that is all right. Okay, so when you're talking consent, mm-hmm. you're talking, say, a guy and a girl go to a party, and they get to know each other as the you know evening progresses, mm-hmm. and then the at one point, an agreement's made that, okay, we can do something sexual tonight. Mm-hmm. You're saying at any moment, either party can take that away? 100%. Okay. I mean, I definitely agree. I don't think I was about to say, do you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to have to throw hands here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Do you have anything in your notes about rape culture? I don't, but I mean, I'm familiar with it. So do you? Well, I'm just, I'm just wondering something I think about, Mm -hmm. um, because you hear, I hear it thrown around a lot. And then of course I see stuff, you know, stuff in the news and it's become one of those topics too, about like America has a rape culture or there's things that propitiate a rape culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just, w- just what are your thoughts? What do you think contributes to like rape culture and the, the idea that consent is such a big controversial topic now? Um, I would say, well, can first define rape culture and mm-hmm. in, in what you're, I guess, discussing. Well, a lot of stuff that you'll see. Okay. For instance, mm-hmm. right now, Governor Andrew Cuomo is in hot water because mm-hmm. he's had six women come forward, mm-hmm. and then he made a comment, and I I, I don't want to you know speculate what he means or interpret it, but he was saying that there are a lot of pictures out there of him like hugging and kissing women mm-hmm. because the six women's come forward and it's pretty much saying hey if more come forward just know there's nothing to it because there's all these pictures of me hugging and kissing women out there so they can just keep pulling them out mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you know I ever did anything that they didn't consent to or advance too far or whatever it is. Yeah. And so there's one of those where maybe it's always been going on, but now because of social media and different conglomerates, we can see it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And people now with like, you know, after the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. they, people start going, oh, okay, we can call out people in power mm-hmm. for this kind of stuff. So that, it, they've thrown that in like, to like, this is, well, there's this rape culture because mm-hmm. look at the way men and even women, there's stuff where you've seen with college athletes mm-hmm. or there's been like false rape claims mm-hmm. because, you know, someone may have felt guilt or whatever. And they later admitted, that no, they weren't actually raped. So I'm just saying, it's just. Well, to that point, statistically, yeah. false allegations mm-hmm. are extremely rare. And we've learned um, 
But I think that with the Me Too movement and people coming forward, it's been a really um, beautiful thing. Not, I mean, awful that it's right. happening, but that women actually, women and, and others actually feel comfortable saying I am a victim and feeling that they aren't alone. Um, because for so long, yes, rape has been happening for the, since the beginning of time, and it's disgusting, and it's awful, but through the power of social media, we're becoming more aware of it, and we can mm -hmm. hold these people accountable. Um, and when one voice comes forward and others follow, and it becomes stronger and stronger, mm -hmm. then it's like hard to deny. Like, when you have mm -hmm. six people coming forward, like, how do you deny that? Right, right. Like, you can't. Um, and so... Um, like I said, false allegations are actually extremely rare um, because you have to look at it in terms of women, you know, uh, with like Brock, what's his face, the swimmer mm -hmm. um, who tried to rape a woman and gets out of jail, like gets a get out of jail free card because they're thinking like they don't want him to ruin his life. And I'm like, well, what about the woman's right, life? Yeah. Like. It's just disgusting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I could go on and on, but uh, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Right, right. Um, hold on. I want to talk more on because Alex, do you have anything to say with consent? We have Alex Tucker sitting here <laughs> yes. with us, by the way, who is hosting the event. Thank you, Alex. Yes, thank you, Alex. Uh, what are you thinking? Oh, like yes. Maybe just like something that, like, how would you encourage women to like identify these things and like empower them to not stay silent? Like to, I guess, recognize when something is off, or just like on the Me Too movement. Yeah. It's like, All right, Alex asked expert Liz to touch on the Me Too movement, like uh, elaborate more on it. Yeah. Mm. Like, no, no, you're fine. No, she. No, like, you bring up a good point. Personal, like from personal experiences, like there have been no, numerous times mm -hmm. worked with males, even like students, mm -hmm. have been like sexually Where harassed, you're just sexually, or, like, harassed. sexually undermined mm -hmm. due to my being a woman, mm -hmm. or if I looked a certain way, if I'm deemed attractive, then like I'm a ditz or I'm a sexual object. Like you know, I'm mm -hmm. just a pretty face, mm -hmm. and I'm not intelligent enough to be like in the room. Yeah, I totally commend these women who have gone up against these really strong and scary forces and put their lives on the line and their careers on the line to condemn people like Harvey Weinstein. And I can only imagine like that case, him being convicted is just yeah. the most, the sweetest of victories. And it gives me hope um, that we're finally being heard. Um, or yeah, when you think of, yeah, Harvey Weinstein or um, Woody Allen or Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's horrifying. Mm -hmm. um, but it it makes it all the more real. Um, and um, I only encourage women to come forward, but that's also your own journey. Um but yeah, totally commend mm -hmm. these women who have come forward and said something because that is the bravest thing I think you could do. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk more about Me Too movement? Anything else about it? Yeah. What, what else were you thinking, Alex? What are you thinking? What else I was thinking? 
there's the one sending in. What was I thinking about it? I don't know. I think I think you kind of touched on it. Okay. Because I kind mm-hmm. of similar. Like I think it's brave because mm-hmm. it gives women hope that like you will be heard because all these mm-hmm. people are being held accountable right. for because... their actions, and it's not just like oh it was a friendly compliment or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm be- just thinking about like my own experience. Yeah, because been, like, so so often women, when they do come forward about sexual assault or um, anything of those matters, like, well, what were you wearing? What were you doing? And it's the victim blaming, right? And it's like, don't teach, or it's like, what what have I learned since I was little? Hold my keys between my fingers when I walk to my car. Don't wear a skimpy dress. Why are we teaching women how not to get raped or sexually assaulted and not men not to rape or sexually assault? Right. I don't want to say anything because I probably want to use that for the opening bit. So I don't want to mess up your voice. That was good. Um, Yeah. No, that's great. While you brought it up, Mm -hmm. let's say you have a son. In the very near future, you have a son. You got to raise a son. Very long future. (laughs) Sometime in history, you're going to have a son, okay. let's say. Okay. Uh, what is one thing you want to instill or you think you're going to instill to ensure that that lesson is taught? The how not to rape. I know that seems such like a how not to rape. Uh, that, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I could answer that. Uh. I mean, is there something that you think maybe parents need to do a better job as a whole? I can't, you know, we can't speak for every single parent as a whole, parenting or corporations. Teaching consent, teaching um, to not view women or people as objects. I mean, it goes back to middle school. Like, why wasn't I allowed to show my shoulders for the dress code? Like, why Uh, do I have to control my body, but they don't have to control themselves or their thoughts? Why are they taught? to view me as an object because that's what it's doing when I'm told oh I can't I can't show my shoulders or I can't show anything you're teaching boys to then view women or girls as objects to be sexually viewed like our bodies are not inherently sexual like they're not that's just a fact and by doing that and teaching girls you need to be modest or you need to cover up like you're teaching people that that women can be viewed as as objects, and that's where it comes from. Well, what was she wearing when she was assaulted, or yada yada yada. Um, I think it just goes back to showing that people are people and they're not mm-hmm. objects. I see you nodding. Do you yeah. want to say something yeah. before we move on? <laughs> I would definitely teach my son like boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like you are not. Entitled. Alex is saying, "Teach your son boundaries." You're mm-hmm. not. You're not entitled to anything. (laughs) Like, just because her shoulder is showing her leg is out, you're not entitled to touch it. Mm -hmm. If someone is dressing a certain way, maybe Mm -hmm. she's not dressing Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Like, just if I had a son, I'd be like, it's all about boundaries and respect and consent. Like, mm -hmm. you were, like, I agree 100%. Like, me and a coworker had a conversation of, like, because I wore, like, a crop, a crop top. I wore, like, a tank top. Uh But just, like, I was like, can you imagine? Like, I couldn't wear this in school. Mm-hmm. And there's, it just showed my arms. There's nothing inherently mm-hmm. sexual. Mm-hmm. Like, I 
again, like, I'll share my own person. I've had a bra unsnapped in class, and the guy did not get... I was, Wait, like, what'd you say? I've had my bra unsnapped in class oh. when I was a junior in high school. Yeah. What was said? Hey, don't do not do that anymore. Alex, just move seats. Yeah. Nothing was done. Boys will... I always been told boys will be boys. Asking about boys will be boys. I developed very early. When in, so I was inherently amen. sexually, like... Perceived. Perceived. Same. And, like, touched and harassed and, like, people did not respect my boundaries and they were just felt entitled to touch me and thought it was funny. I've had guys grope me in the hallway in high school, like, all throughout high school. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, or feel that they have every right boundaries. to... Or they have every right to comment on your body. And then it's like, take a compliment. Well, Ugh. okay, but do men ever actually give, like, genuine compliments? Or is it most of the time when they make a comment about your body... Is it perceived as, oh, no, he's objectifying me? Like, is it genuine ever? I think there's a difference in, like, oh, you look nice today, and, like, uh-huh. oh, you have a nice rack. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, or like when you I, I can perceive a compliment. Right. I know the difference, but. Uh, it's different when you walk up and a guy, like, looks you up and down, like, damn. Mm-hmm. Is that good or bad? No, it's no, not it's good. Not but good. If a man approached me, or just in passing, he's like, like, "I just have to say, like, you're very beautiful. Like, I hope you have a great day." Love that. Like, and he he doesn't feel entitled to my number or to anything else. Mm. It's the mm. it's the entitlement. It's, it's the enti- it's the mm-hmm. way you think you could just. You have a right to someone. Yes. Or to my number. I mean, it's it's you know it's like uh, when women get like catcalled or it's like it's like men think that they have a right to us and i don't know where that mentality comes from Mm -hmm. but i don't like it yeah no i'm right there with you um do you think it's ever the other way around where women treat men that way Um, uh not as common but do you think it is something that we're starting to move towards that direction so i think that I, i i don't disagree that like you know a woman if you like honk at a a cute guy dry, uh, walking by or you know does it happen yes but is it viewed the same way no i do think that it is a bit of a double standard mm-hmm. yes because men just also deserve respect um but uh i don't think we're like necessarily moving in that way i think that women should also be held accountable because don't get me wrong like men are also sexually objectified and assaulted and raped every day in this country Mm -hmm. so i don't want to discount the fact that 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 does happen Mm -hmm. okay well let me ask you this since we talked about it a second ago in terms of like outfits you're talking about showing skin or or whatever it is um do you think it is i'm not gonna say possible of course it's possible but do you think it is a common thing in certain contexts like going out or a party or a club or something like that where where women will wear something to like showcase themselves like so that are seen as attractive by other men around sure absolutely but it doesn't mean that they're welcoming or asking to be Mm -hmm. assaulted right no yeah absolutely but do you think it's still like the heart behind it is oh like if i wear this like i know i look good in this dress and like Mm -hmm. eyes will be drawn towards me like is there anything wrong with that i don't think there's anything wrong with that i mean have i've done that have you done that alex yeah Mm -hmm. um because if you feel good if you look good you feel good and if you feel like everyone wants to feel attracted and attractive and um noticed Mm -hmm. but just doesn't change anything though Mm -hmm. uh do you have anything in your notes about pornography no but let's talk about it okay 
okay, well, let's, let's talk. What's your thoughts on pornography? Um, should okay. There's well, a lot to unpack yeah. there. Go, what, uh, go ahead. Are you in favor of it? Or are you against it? Or are you in the middle? Um, I would say. I mean, I guess it depends. So we'll say in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like if it's if you are battling a pornography addiction, obviously it's not a a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that pornography should be looked at in to compare with your own sexual experiences because that's not necessarily healthy and you're going to be you're going to find yourself pretty disappointed um but do i think that watching it is um necessarily bad no um and women watch it too so do men i mean i guess it just depends on the context um but I do think that if you are going to watch porn, you need to educate yourself about where you're watching it and making sure that it is not exploitive, um, even if it means that you need to pay for it, um, to make sure that you are watching porn that is put out there by people who are, um, yeah, not being exploited to do it. So get um, OnlyFans is on the rise, people. So mm. if you, so are you pro OnlyFans? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. I mean, I'm pro-sex work, so mm-hmm. it's like if you want to put yourself out there and do that and get paid for it, um, go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have autonomy over your own body and what you do with it. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think that leads to, like, let's say a girl has an OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that leads to her being, like, more objectified just in general by other people? I mean, does it potentially, but she's taking ownership over it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say like objectification is going to happen no matter what you do. I do think that at the end of the day, as much as I wish women could do whatever they want, it doesn't mean that it doesn't come without risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Uh, What else do you want to talk about? with like pornography or sex work right now what's on your mind or what's in your nose oh um well i chatted about porn Uh, i chatted a little bit about sex work um and how i you know i'm a sex positive person and i feel that if you want to engage in sex work then by all means like do it like if you want to be a a cam girl or an escort or if you want to do porn and it makes you happy then i am all for it um, now it doesn't, sex work doesn't happen without exploitation. And I do recognize that. But, um, if you are someone who is actively choosing to do it, um, and it empowers you and you feel good about it and you're making that active decision, then all for it. Mm-hmm. Now is prostitution part of sex work or is that a whole different topic? Prostitution is part of sex work, yes, and I am very much for the decriminalization and legalization of prostitution. Um, Now, again, I don't discount people who get into it in a young age or Mm -hmm. who are exploited or anything like that. But when you look at, like, the statistics of legalizing prostitution, whether it be in Europe or Mm -hmm. even in Rhode Island, where they legalized indoor prostitution in 2003, it has since been... um, made illegal again uh-huh. but you look at prostitution and you see that um rape and sexual abuse 
um, goes down. Uh, STDs go down. Um, and even, even other crimes go down because it's so highly regulated. And when you put regulated prostitution and you make it legal or decriminalized, it takes away from human trafficking and pimps and it takes their business away from them because people would much rather engage in legal and safe activity than have to go underground to get Mm -hmm. what they're looking for Mm -hmm. is there like any long-term like psychological effects though like um like on let's say there's a handful of women in rhode island that are legal prostitutes uh like rapes are down like you're talking about stds are down like violent crimes maybe against women are down Mm -hmm. uh but do do we know like how that like what i mean how that affects the women long term did anything ever come out about that how long was it legal do you know um, I think I read something to say upward, uh, a couple of years, uh-huh. somewhere said 2003 to 2009. I don't know if that was actually how long it lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess when you talk about like the psychological or mental mm-hmm. effects, uh, that's more of a, I mean, if they're choosing to engage in it, mm-hmm. then they're choosing to engage in it. I, I don't know that there's actually research done on like the psychological effects, but I, I mean, there are just women out there who are prostitutes or sex workers and proud of it and have nothing and feel nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they feel empowered to do it and they're making that decision, then that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, or you look, um, I, I, in 2015, a study mm-hmm. of legalized prostitution in the Netherlands conducted and research found that 30 to 40 percent drop in sexual abuse and rape during the first two years upon legalization. Um, so it it takes legal sex work takes demand from people who would otherwise go for like trafficked organization. And you also have to realize um, by decriminalizing it, you can reallocate law enforcement you can uh, make it more comfortable for women to go to law enforcement if they're not in fear of their lives or getting arrested. And it adds tax revenue mm-hmm. and helps boost the economy. So, Alex, anything uh, on this topic? No. When you smile and nod, I wonder if you're going to bring something up. Okay. Uh, what else do you have in there that you would like to talk about? Well, I was I I mentioned this briefly, and I said yeah. I I did want to say like don't get me wrong like there are sex workers who are sold into sex trafficking at a very young age, and mm-hmm. they don't have resources in which to escape, and they have a hard time seeking help given that they fear prosecution. Yeah. Um, and I also a little bit of a controversial topic. So, I personally think that people aren't necessarily against. Um, or people aren't necessarily for prostitution legally um, because they're concerned about women and their safety. Because if they were concerned about women and their safety, they would legalize it because it is proven to be safer for women to engage in legal prostitution. But if that were a genuine concern, sex work would be legal. But because women are selling their bodies essentially for a financial gain... People are against it. And I think that comes from a place of wanting to control what people do with their own bodies. Mm-hmm. Do you think women are still being controlled today? In what context? Uh, I'm just like I'm thinking like in American society. Yeah. Like as bad as it's been in the past or have we made progress in like women's independence? <sighs> <laughs> it's like where to start. Where to, yeah, where to start. 
Um, I mean, in some ways, you know, we've grown and other ways, not so much. I, I don't know why I still have to feel like I'm fighting for the right to have a t- autonomy and decision making over what I do with my own body. Um, I don't think that. Do, do you mean like like with abortion or just in general? Just in general. Okay. Um, yeah, we're not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think we live in a sexist society, in a sexist world where women are treated as less than men. Um, so, yeah, while we have like more rights than we have in the past, it, there's still a ways to go. Mm. Do you think like modern day feminism has helped that or hurt that? Um, modern being like right now, I would say help it. Um, I think, you know, there can be a negative connotation when you hear the word feminism, but at the end of the day, we just all want to have equal rights. That's all I want. Mm -hmm. It's just equal rights. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's say you became president tomorrow and you just had, let's say, I don't know. You have one day in office to do whatever. What do you pass? What do you implement to make it easier for women to be equal? Huh? <laughs> Send me a stimulus check. Yeah. Where's that stimmy? Um, they did pass it today. I did. They did. And <laughs> checking that bank account. Um, God, that's so hard. It's like a like a hot topic that needs to be addressed first. I don't know. I mean, I, I a, a hot topic that needs to be addressed first. Like if you can only if you only have one day, so you can only hit one thing. Like, is there just one like? Just burning like we got to do it. No, I'm just just wondering because when you're talking about like the equal rights, or maybe it's like in the workplace environment, or just when you're out walking on the street, or just like what you do in your own home. Like, is there one that's like, okay, this is like I don't know, top of the hierarchy, I guess, that I would want to address first if I were president. I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that question. Uh. That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> um, I have a good question. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, do you, I mean, do you have any... Do you, I, don't, I don't know. That's what... Like, yeah. I think of like, it's like if I had one day... Mm-hmm. You could just executive order your way into it and it becomes a law. <laughs> like, what's one thing you do to make it easier for women to, I guess, be seen as more equal, to be treated uh, as equal to men? That's the thing, though, is, like, I don't think you can make it a law to change how people view people. Like, I think it's a cultural cultural thing. It's a societal thing. And that's why the question is so hard to answer. Like, I can pass an executive law saying abortion's legal. I can pass uh, a pay gap law, but it doesn't change fundamentally how people view women or other people. Mm -hmm. So that's what's so hard. It's like, I can't change people's minds necessarily this is true you cannot alex what would you do any idea oh i don't know it's hard it's a really hard Mm -hmm. question you can't please everyone you know oh no just because you pass it doesn't mean it'll like yeah Mm -hmm. Hmm. um like to what the equal or level playing field Mm -hmm. for women Hmm. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking one thing I would do, this isn't exclusive to women, but I think mm-hmm. about this with my mom. Mm-hmm. is like, 
I would uh, pay teachers more, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom's a teacher of gosh, over coming up on like thirty. Yeah, thirty six, thirty. How old? About yeah, probably like thirty five years, close to it. They do not get and, what uh, they deserve. Yeah, has every single degree like a woman could have. Put herself through college, got out. Like she worked, like, I think, like two jobs Powerful. through college. Got out. Yeah, got a teaching, uh, like a like a BS in education. Went on to get a master's. When I get like an administrative degree, mm-hmm. she can be a principal in any of the fifty states. Wow! And now she's at a point where she's making like good money for a teacher. But again, she's taught that's for thirty dumb. something years. So, and that is one that I mean, that's a field mostly run by women, or by women, but like by the woman, and it influences about every kid. Because unless you're homeschooled, you're going to mm-hmm. have to go through public education or private education. Yeah, that's so the thing about she, teachers. She's like a mom to these students too, you know. It's like teachers don't, they don't do it for the money. They do it because oh. it's, what's your mom's name? Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. Oh, Lisa. We yeah. love Lisa. Lisa's a lioness, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful woman. They uh, absolutely do get to mm-hmm. be paid more. Um, it's unfortunate because, man, teachers mm-hmm. put up with a lot of crap. Oh, gosh. And you have how many hundreds of kids <laughs> every single year mm-hmm. and like, you know, all the parents, like their kid is, I mean, I don't know, going to cure cancer. So like you have to make special mm-hmm. accommodations for their kid. Mm-hmm. So like the rules don't apply. And then it just gets more administration. It's like, well, we just want to shut the parent up. So just like appease them. It's like, well, that's not, you're not educating a kid at that point, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, it's not, not worth the health benefits and summer's <laughs> off. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I would, I would do something like that. I mean, I'd want to know about all the UFO stuff too. <laughs> so, but if I could do something, it'd be... Especially like public education. She's a state employee. Sure. You know, she's public sector. So that's something the government could do something about. But it's, yeah, it's so unfortunate. And even in like more socialist countries where teachers are paid more because so much is taken out in taxes, it honestly evens out to be about what they make here. Mm -hmm. So it's just, they're not valued the way that they should be. Mm -hmm. And it's so unfortunate. Because you could not pay me, and you couldn't pay me enough to be a teacher. Yeah. So they yeah. truly have a gift. So mm-hmm. yeah, and you do have to love it, yeah. especially like these the young teachers that you know, I know about through, like through my mom or like you know we'll graduate people going to education, <clears throat> or they won't even have an education degree. They'll just get into it because they need a job. Like oh yeah, like love having weekends off, love being done by three, love having summers off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, paid vacations is like, mm. oh, dude, but having to put up with everything else mm-hmm. and curriculum changes, like, you know, people change underwear sometimes. So <laughs> a lot to keep up with. Yeah. I don't know. Education. That's a whole different topic. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Expert Liz, what, what else would you like to talk about on today's episode of Sex oh, with Expert yeah. Liz? Um, I think we touched a lot of it. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it like I, nice and broad. That's, but. The, that's the thing that's so hard is it's like I have so much to say mm-hmm. and it's hard to even like narrow it all down and feel like I'm even expressing what mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, like you said, it's keeping it broad. Um, but man, I, I feel like we've touched mm-hmm. a lot. Is there any like final thought or uh, like advice or just like a statement you could leave listeners with like about sex or just about life or any good quote? Oh, I like I highlighted this one. Okay. I said, 
I believe uh-huh. ultimately sex should be taught as like a healthy part of life and not something to feel guilty about. Um, and I would encourage everyone to just, I don't know, at the end of the day, everybody has their own morals and thoughts mm-hmm. about sex, but right. um, just to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. If someone is curious, wants to know more, has questions, or they're kind of in the middle on some of these issues, yeah. is there a place that you recommend they go look at, read, or a podcast to listen to, or documentary to watch, anything like that? Anything informative that's helped you? Besides this episode, of course. I mean, I should have come yeah. come prepared with no, some like, podcast right. recommendations. I definitely feel like you need to check different yeah uh-huh. i would say definitely check different resources compare uh-huh. different resources look at where you where you're getting your information from mm-hmm. um, um there are sex positive podcasts out there there's just like information is out there for you to absorb you just mm-hmm. have to do the work to find it um google is a great resource <laughs> 10 out of google. 10 big fan all right uh any good books just in life doesn't have to be about sex any good, Any good book or documentary recommendations that people should read or watch? Mm, no. <laughs> I, don't, I got a couple. Uh-oh. You got a couple. Oh. Alex has a couple. Uh-oh. There's... I actually have it on my bookcase. It is... Oh, she's going to get the book. Uh-oh. I'm like, I did... It is called... Is it Wild at Heart? No, it's called <laughs> Sex at Dawn. How we made... I don't know if you... Hold on. This is... Is this like a novel or it is, is it actually? So I studied oh. anthropology. So it's an anthropological mm-hmm. study of sex and humans oh. and like how it's natural. I ought to read that. Like the natural. Okay. This is called Sex at Dawn, How We Mate, Why We Stray, and What It Means for Modern Relationships by Christopher Ryan and Cecilda Jetha. Google that one for sure. And the quote by Dan Savage says, The single most important book on human sexuality since Kinsey unleashed sexual behavior in the human male on the American public in 1948. Huh. And you've read the whole thing? It's been a long time. Been a long time. And it's good, though? It is. It's very scholarly and research-based. Oh, yeah? Yes. I may need to read that. Please take it. Really? Yeah. I'm in the middle of a bunch of ones right now. I'm in the middle of one right now on uh, Western civilization. So I'm into the modern philosophy section or something now. It's like near the end. Yeah. So it started with the uh, Empire of Rome and it went all the way through to like Middle Ages, Reformation, Renaissance, Enlightenment, modern science and philosophy, stuff like I don't know. It's all different sections. It's, that's quite the read. So. Was it? What? Huh? What is Goop? Goop? Oh, God. Gwyneth is it a Paltrow. book? No, there's a TV series on Netflix. Called Goop? Like G- yeah. G-O-O-P? Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole that's other a topic. Whole other yeah. topic. That, will like... be, that will be next episode. Okay. <laughs> that can be when we get in, like, in depth. In depth, because <laughs> a lot to say about that. All right. Uh, any good books, Liz? Expert Liz? No, I didn't no. come prepared. <laughs> so right now we have Sex at Dawn. Which is fitting for the episode. Sex to Dawn, How We Mate, While We Stray, What It Means for Modern Relationships by Christopher Ryan and Cecilia J. Uh, something. Figure it out. Alex, any final thoughts? Uh, remember to just respect other people. She said, remember to respect other people. That's good. Mm-hmm. 
expert list final thoughts uh, I guess sex I, I know, sex is a journey for everyone um, it's uh, a journey everyone explores differently and at their own pace um, and never feel ashamed for where you are in your journey um, and hold on to your values and your morals and beliefs because if they differ from other people it doesn't mean that they aren't important um, and uh, consent is not sexy it's mandatory and that's my final thoughts that might be the new soundbite. That was good. Okay. I like that. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, expert Liz, is there anywhere people can follow you or keep up with you? Do you have a blog or anything like that? No. Anywhere? <laughs> people still have blogs. Right. I don't know. Ambiguity. Huh? I like the like, ambiguity. Amb- amb- ambiguity. 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 Man, ambiguity. Have um, a glass of wine in. I can't say ambiguity. He'll, 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 he can, sh- he can uh, uh-huh. share me on Instagram and you can find me there. That will work. Okay. On Calicall Podcast. Okay. Expert Liz, mm-hmm. thanks for coming on. Thank I know you. that was a lot. <laughs> and again, I know you had the hard job and all that. So thank you for for just braving it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and hope to have you back on soon and okay. we can get more in depth, Real in depth. On, on some of these topics. Oh, I, I yes, I'll come pre- prepared. No, that is okay. You did a great I'll job. I'll read a book. Yeah. Here you go. I recommend Sex at Dawn. <laughs> oh, is it good? <laughs> oh, gosh. So good. It talks about how we mate, why we stray, and what it means for modern relationships. Wow. I got it. So, hey, Alex, can I borrow it? Yeah. <laughs> you guys can always see it. It's been a long time. It's been sitting on That's great. Yeah, really, it's dusty, and it's stiff. So. <laughs> that's what, uh, there's a, that's, that's what, she, what she said. Oh, I, I, that was a softball, yeah. <laughs> that's also what she said. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one at all. Expert Liz, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having Alex, me. Alex, thank you for hosting. And uh, I guess we'll see you on the other side.